Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. I'm not sure how this week's conversation is going to go, to be honest. Um, As I have uh, the past few weeks, we have Zoom conversations with people who have decided to change their names to try uh, to... I'm, I have to assume as an attempt to confuse me. So I have what used to say Annette, now says favorite sister. Is this the truth? <laughs> the good thing is that um, what's the chance that Candace is going to listen and then be offended? You'll find out. <laughs> yes, I'll find out. Mom, don't tell Candace. <laughs> and that's in response to um, our second... Um, favorite of the day <laughs> who has identified herself as favorite daughter Allison <laughs> I think that was you identified and so we have to that. do we have to do the cheering sounds again can you hear it this time Annette nope okay well that's good could you hear it Allison so as far as you know it never mm-hmm. happened I, can... I imagined it I guess I'm going to have to listen when you're... Sounded very excited. It was... Some of us are super excited. I don't don't know if the the two of you are excited. No. Oh, well, I guess... (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're going to have way too much fun. That's the problem with this thing is we... Some of us uh, have way too much fun as it is and adding new players or different players or the same players to the mix just (laughs) makes it more fun. So last week we were talking about stuff, and Annette, you said something that that I initially thought I agreed with, and now I just am wondering. And you said something like, and you and you said it with such confidence that I just accepted it as fact. (laughs) You said certainty is the opposite of faith. Okay, I was quoting something I had seen on the socials, but I also agree with it. Okay, so I want to I want to talk more about it because I think that that. because you hardcore disagree with that? You're certain know. that it's not? Is that way? I have faith that it's not. <laughs> no, I think that there's I think there's something to unpack in there and I don't know because sometimes there are nuances to words and and I think about certainty in a negative way. What you guys stop making fun of me with each other. <laughs> It wasn't even about you. I'm going to I'm going to block your video. I'll mute you both. And... <laughs> so, certainty, there's a certainty that I think is the opposite of faith, but there's also um I think if we dig into faith a little bit more and what faith is, um is there an element of certainty when you have uh, a sure faith? Faith is um if we go to the biblical definition of faith, it's the How'd you define it in it? Um, like belief or hope in something that you can't see or prove that is there, but you hope or 
believe that it's there. So, but it's the the condition is that it's that it's true, right? Um, I don't necessarily. I don't think it has to be locked into that category of it has to be true. Okay. Right, because I could plant a seed in the ground and have faith that it's going to grow if I do the things, right? If I provide water and soil nutrients and sunlight, but it might be a bad seed. It might not grow. It might have been a roasted sunflower seed that's not going to produce a sunflower. So then that is... I still had faith that it was going to happen. But it didn't happen. So is is that faith? Well, that's just an example where you actually get to see the results. Sometimes you have you get to exercise faith in something and you may never actually in your lifetime see the results of that. So is that wasted? Then are you proposing that if you don't actually get to see the result, then it doesn't count? Well, okay. So this is this is a scripture I was thinking I was I found okay. it Hebrews 11:1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction or evidence of things not seen. So if you have a conviction of things that you don't see and they're false, is that a true faith? I would say by the definition you just read, it could be, yeah. Because it's the assurance. What you just read is the assurance. What is the conviction? Yeah. Of- and I don't know what translation this is. This is just from the Googles. Right. So, because um, like a conviction is just, uh, could be a belief that you have. Okay. So what if your belief is wrong? What if it is? But that, but that, but that hope brings you peace. Does it matter? Look at me all challenging you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Allison, wait I like on how this. the Googles have turned. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I the, think I just got kicked off, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change your name to second favorite daughter. <laughs> can I do that? Um, oh, yes, I can. Look at that. Nobody is going to see this, but we're going to do it. It didn't change on my screen. Mine doesn't have my I, name, so I just know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, complete. <laughs> wow one of these days this would have been a great one to record the video let's start let's start recording the video oh (laughs) recording in progress problem solved there will be video evidence of this for years to come (laughs) okay so but back to my question um if faith is the assurance another word for assurance is that um certainty so if faith is certainty, how is certainty the opposite of faith? Hey, read it again, because I heard you say conviction. Did okay. you say assurance okay. as well? Assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Okay. So I'm I'm wondering if assurance, conviction, certainty, if those are all going to be synonyms. And if so, how can a synonym be the opposite? So I don't think that a synonym is... Um, assurance and certainty. I don't think they're synonyms because I can provide like assurance to somebody okay. when they're, they're going through a hard thing or sometimes I might say reassurance. Um, 
But that doesn't mean I have any amount of certainty that what they're experiencing is going to get better or you know, whatever it is that I might be providing, you know, trying to provide comfort or hope for. So I don't necessarily believe that they're synonyms. All right, let's go to... And Nelson's nodding her head, which means she says, I'm right. But you <laughs> yeah. could be saying that. Nobody's going to know that because unless they see the video. And that's why I just said that loud. Allison's mm -hmm. nodding her head. <laughs> Thank you. I need to know how to spell thesaurus. <laughs> so synonyms for assurance, affirmation, assertion, guarantee, pledge, word, support, security, promise, declaration, insurance, oath, and then it's, uh, it looks like it is moving to less exact synonyms. Okay, so that is assurance, uh, conviction. Let's go with conviction. Confidence, sentiment, faith. Oh, faith, conviction. Wait. If faith is the opposite of conviction, how can conviction and faith be a synonym? I didn't say conviction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta find another... the original poster was so we can throw them under the bus and not me. There's another definition for assurance, which is a certainty about something. Okay. You can have a certainty about something and be very incorrect. Okay. Give me an example. <laughs> Flat earthers, baby. <laughs> the expression I got from Allison was worth the uh, the price of admission. She texted that to me. She just didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> Did she include the baby part? Yes. <laughs> That's the, the little baby emoji. So I just took liberties. I love it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so so where do we draw the line? between faith being a conviction uh, or a certainty and faith being the opposite of certainty. Because if you have faith that the earth is flat, I could, I could argue, I, I could accept the argument that, that that conviction, that certainty, what word are you looking at is the opposite of faith? Certainty? Well, are you asking me? Yeah, well, whoever read the OP. I think they're saying instead of doubt, faith and doubt are not opposites, but right. faith and certainty are opposites. Okay. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. If that's so, if that's what, if that's, I think that's a whole um, conversation that we're trying to have is if faith and certainty are opposites, is that really true? So, yes. <laughs> so, when it comes to flat earthers. Okay, so one thing about having a brain injury is... I, <laughs> it always comes back to the brain injury. It does. It's always about me. Um, in fact, Chris, we just had Christmas, and I make a list of, of all the gifts that I've bought, and so I don't forget to wrap something or give something. Mm -hmm. I did then, that, too. <laughs> you're smart, right? <laughs> and, well, and that's just, I think, a human characteristic, which we've talked about, like so, forgetfulness, right? You think of like, Christmas humans. morning, you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to wrap, whatever. Anyway, Christmas morning, and this has happened the last couple of years, um, Christmas morning, my kids are like, they pulled the box and I was like, oh, who's that from? And they're like, you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize the paper. I don't remember wrapping it. And I have no idea what's inside. So it has kind of made Christmas a lot more exciting for me. <laughs> Because it's so, a surprise to me, too. Not to mention hiding your own Easter eggs. That would be fun. 
Right? It's, it's great. <clears throat> so this morning, I was going for a walk, and I was listening to one of your podcasts that we, that we recorded. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is this is really good. <laughs> and it's me and you. Yeah. That's... I don't remember saying that, but I absolutely agree. Um, anyway. Do you agree we were with yourself? About... Is that... I do that every yes. time that I listen to you two in it. <laughs> Did you agree with her? Like, it was some yeah. pleasant surprises, but um, I can pull up which one it was. But we were talking about the discomfort, uh, sitting in the discomfort. Yeah. And the discomfort of questions. And I said something about, I've been working hard to challenge my own beliefs. And like when we're working with teenagers that are having questions or doubts, or even young adults or old adults um, that are maybe going through a face deconstruct and they're challenging some of their own beliefs. Um, and like I've spent some time, especially since my brain injury, like re-examining some things that I like I was certain, like I believe this to be true, but then I was I had some time to kind of take it off the shelf, dust it off, re-examine it. And and as I was thinking about this topic that we were going to be talking about, I think that's kind of where this is coming from. Okay. If we're so certain in what we believed maybe a year ago or two years ago with the life experiences we had up to that point, and we're too afraid to take that off the shelf and re-examine it. I think sometimes that's the reason we push questions away from youth. We're so afraid to maybe even re-examine our own faith okay. because it might create some doubts or some questions. It's easier if we just leave it up on the shelf and we're certain exactly just how things were. Don't mess with it. Don't touch it. Because then we will, if we, if we do examine that, we're going to have some maybe uncertainty or some doubts and it might cause us to question our own faith. And so I think that's at least when I'm just talking about that, that's where I'm coming from is the certainty that that is also linked to uh, a fear of reexamining our own beliefs. It is very uncomfortable to take your beliefs off the shelf and reexamine them. Right. Especially when they don't fit with whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. You know, like when you have something that's happened in your life that maybe you never expected to happen or life isn't going the way you think planned it to go or thought it was going to go and then you have to re-examine all of those beliefs it's really scary um because it can bring up a lot of questions which we've talked a lot about culturally is our church isn't always a safe place right. to have doubts so and, i feel like and to be fair, that's, saying, like, i think that's true with with uh organized religion it's not just it's not a yeah. specific um belief system i, I would agree with that so I think when we, when 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 I read this quote of the opposite of faith isn't doubt, it's certainty, it's what I picture in my mind is like the refusal to take things off the shelf and really re-examine them maybe through the lens of somebody else's experience um, because it might challenge your own. And the only way we're going to build a muscle is by challenging it, right? Like I was working out this morning and it was hard and my muscles were kind of screaming and it was uncomfortable right but i know that when i do that i'm going to get stronger and it's going to be better and i think the same thing comes with our faith and we're, we're so certain in our faith we're not willing to to re-examine it okay. and so and I, I feel like if times i've been shut down in a conversation like that i shouldn't be 
thinking those things or expressing those things or feeling those things, especially comes to faith tradition. Uh Like those are things better left alone. And, and I'm a questioner. I'm a challenger. I'm an Enneagram eight, like to my core. And so I do, I'm constantly taking things off the shelf and re-examining them. And does this still fit me? Does this belief? Nope. I don't, I don't have this belief anymore. I'm going to set that aside and I'm going to pick up this new belief. And, and you and I have talked a lot about like, since my brain injury, that's something that like, I'm constantly willing to consider that I might be wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've tried to stay out of a, a, can't think of the word, like a, a mentality of certainty about anything because I've only walked in my shoes. Okay. And when I'm talking to other people that have not walked in my shoes or had similar experiences, and they're so certain that this is the right way that they're so unwilling to consider that there might be another way. I, that's why I sent you guys the comic today. I was like, just laughing going, this ties into so many conversations. <laughs> so describe the it, was, comic. it was a Frank and Ernest two panel comic for today. And, um, they're in a car and they pull up to a sign that says one way, I think. And then the next yeah. panel and it's just has, got the arrow. Yeah, it's just the arrow with yeah. one way. And then the next panel, it says other ways. And it's got about 12 <laughs> different arrows pointing in different directions. Every, and every I just direction. thought, this is a beautiful representation of how we live the gospel. Yeah. That's true. So, so I like that. I'm trying to figure out how to separate that in my mind from... Because a few weeks ago we had our, um, on the podcast anyways, uh, I gave my annual um, Attitude About Goals (laughs) episode. And so when I think about that from a a creative standpoint, um, meaning I'm going to create something with my life or in my life, I'm going to create something in a relationship with somebody else, or I'm going to create something uh, in a... um, work situation or business decision or whatever. And um, I think part of that creative process is, is faith because it's, it's the assurance of something that is hoped for, but evidence of something not yet seen. And I think that if you go into a, let's just say a relationship, I've got a, a faith that I'm going to create a better relationship with my second favorite daughter or my wife or my <laughs> not after that comment. Yeah, well. <laughs> so so if I go in with with absolute certainty that I that I can create something that is different than what I have right now. Um I don't see that as an opposite of faith. And so is there a different word that I should be using or are we looking at different scenarios we're looking for a uh, an examination of of reality and reality i have to put in air quotes because reality is subjective um or are we looking at at um you know contrasting that with <clears throat> doing something cr- creatively that if i if i have um if i have the mindset for example if i go to uh, a family reunion and my mindset is well i i hope that um i can have a good interaction with mom and dad and but i don't have the certainty that i have the ability to to create the kind of interaction or relationship that i want um am i making any sense 
This is where I need the cricket uh, sound effect. A little bit. <laughs> Are you guys even paying attention? Marcin no. says that she likes listening to my voice because it puts her to sleep. So maybe that's where we are. It's dozing a little bit. <laughs> so if we're looking at, at setting a goal, um, I've had, um, I was talking to a, a coach a while back and at the time there were positions, opportunities for me to promote. And she asked me, what I thought my chances were of promoting. And it wasn't at that specific time. It was uh, eventually. And my answer was, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So there's that certainty. It absolutely, it has not happened. It has, there's, so there's still that element of faith. I can act as if it has happened or is going to happen or whatever, which is why for those of you who work with me, this is why I'm so arrogant and kind of a jerk about everything. <laughs> no, that's not, not true. That's not true. <laughs> Thanks. This is why I have Allison on. This is why I'm going to mute you. Um, but I think there's, I think there's an element of certainty that goes into that as I make plans for what I want to do with my future. So how does that, how does that match up to or not with the um, taking the beliefs off the shelf, whether the earth is flat or whatever it is that we want to examine. Okay. So, Annette, you might pantomiming that she wants, that you want somebody else to comment. That doesn't well, help I just anything. don't, I don't want to be accused of like, Annette was always talking and, and I could never say a word because she's just, this is why I keep bringing you back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care if I talk over you. I definitely don't want to talk over else. Oh, I see. Okay. No, you're good. Go for it. Because mm -hmm. I'm still trying to put thoughts together. See, this is the great, like, I can, then when I re-listen, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is also brilliant. And then I have to text Ken or you and be like, this is what I meant. This is what I should have said. <laughs> and then we then we have part two. <laughs> <laughs> when we readdress, I have to make take all the notes. Let's, let's. Um, yeah. I feel like you're trying to blanket all faiths, all definitions of faith into one. Okay. Um, and, and I, and I guess that's just because when I'm reading that statement, what I'm thinking of is what I'm thinking of, which is the refusal to consider that maybe what they were taught was wrong or maybe misunderstood. You know, there's um, Dan McClellan, um, who's really big on TikTok and Instagram, posted something, I don't know, it was probably six or eight months ago about, um, he's a scriptorian and he was he posted something about how the commandment in the Garden of Eden to, to multiply and replenish the earth might not have actually been a commandment, but a, like a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. Like may you be fruitful and multiply. And, and then Dave Butler recently posted something that's going around the Instagram now about kind of the same thing is maybe that maybe it doesn't mean what we think it means. Yeah. And so when we when we hear something like that, that maybe challenges our belief, like in this instance, maybe it challenges the belief of the, the hearer that no, it absolutely means that we are supposed to have lots and lots of babies. And if you don't have lots and lots of babies, then you are violating that commandment. 
Yeah. Right. Like if that's your belief, <laughs> sorry, Allison's making faces at me. <laughs> if that's your belief and you're so certain that that's what that means, then where is faith? You're not even allowing faith to be in there and be a, a teacher or, you know, like where you have two people that have studied the scriptures far more than I have that are mm -hmm. saying, hey, these scriptures might not mean what we think they mean. That's one thing that I really like about following Dan. Is, is he the guy that, that is like the ancient scriptorian mm -hmm. that, okay, I think I know who yeah. that is. And he, like, he knows the scripture. He knows the language translations. He knows that stuff way better than I do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've written, written, like, read, read. I've read, like, read the it. King James Version and the, I think it's the New World. I think that's the, another version of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I've read part of that. And, and I, I am not as well versed in, I did not take any more than the required religion classes mm -hmm. at BYU. And, and, but I have spent a lot of time, like, kind of deconstructing, like, I might, it might not mean what we think it means. You and I have talked about this with the multiple or not the train of a child in the way that you should go. Right. It might not mean what we have attributed the meaning to. And so if we're unwilling to consider, and then that's knowledge, right? And yep. there is some scripture somewhere about faith and knowledge, and they, they don't coexist well together. They're in, faith is unnecessary when you have knowledge. Right. Right. And there's about that. Allison's nodding, so I must be right. Yes. Yeah, we'll find You're always right. <laughs> one so, thing I like about like um videos like those ones is it's not um they're not ever saying like this is actually how it is. It's more of a what if, like this is something else to consider, this is something I've been thinking about. And I like for one, having that space to think about it myself and not someone telling me this is how it is because if you tell me this is how it is I'm likely to be like no you're wrong uh -huh. um like for sure like I have faith that you're wrong and um <laughs> but like I had um something similar to that a, f a few months ago we were talking about a talk in Relief Society. I don't even remember what it was, but I had been reading it before um, church and there are just some things that stood out to me and I was like, what if this isn't what I thought it meant? And I think it had something to do with um, like multiply and replenish the earth. And in the talk he was talking about um, like making the earth beautiful whether that's with music or art or buildings like architecture architecture and stuff like that and i was like that's a really interesting way to think about that idea that it might not just be having babies but making the earth a beautiful place and creating things ourselves yeah. and um so I don't know. I just like it when I hear other thoughts thrown out there. That's like, this is something I was thinking about. What if it is not what we have always assumed it meant? Right. 
So, and, and the thought that I have about that is that sometimes when we have a thought like that, multiply and replenish the earth or um, something like that, I, I see that there's a difference in, and I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this the right way, but the way that I decide to implement that um, counsel, that command, that teaching in my life and the way that um, I think other people should implement it. I think it starts to get problematic when I start um, being judgmental of other people because they're not they're not following the scripture the way that I think um, people should be following the scripture. So if I think, for example, multiply and replenish the earth means you need to have 10 kids and you don't have 10 kids, then that gives me an opportunity to be, to be judgmental. And then there, we could even go down that rabbit hole a little bit. What about those people who don't have the ability? whether it's a physical or an emotional or a mental or a um, psychological or whatever a ability to have 10 kids. And um, I have a friend that um, they had a child and that child, I can't remember what happened, but it was like genetically they should not have children. Mm -hmm. The child did not live very long and they had a bunch of testing done and learned that that the chance of them having a child that could survive was slim to none. And so they decided to not have more children. Mm -hmm. They were able to adopt one child. Um, and, you know, so like there, there are always things that like, again, thwarts our plans of how we think things are going to go. You know, right. we have a plan of how things are going to go and, and then life happens, right? We, with our imperfectness and our imperfect bodies. And, and then we have to be able to pivot with that. But if we're unwilling, if we're so certain that this means that, or we have to do this in order to gain, you know, um, I was listening to a podcast a couple months ago and they were talking about, um, like sometimes they, they were speculating that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we get it wrong a lot, mm -hmm. which I was kind of like, yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and how this preparatory time on earth, they were speculating, was more about laying a foundation and a groundwork. Mm -hmm. And so for that, that thousand years that Christ will reign, like there will be a lot of opportunity there that maybe we don't have right now. So if you're not married right now you you have that whole thousand years of opportunity right you know where if you haven't been able to have children or chose not to have children and and maybe then you'll have that or um being you know what was the other one there was three things that they specifically talk about and i can't remember the third one was but it was like having these opportunities like sometimes we put this finite timeline of our own personal life or experience mm -hmm. i have a really good friend from when we lived in utah and she got married for the very first time in her mid-40s and like in her 30s when we knew her well she did not think she was ever going to get married because I mean, that's part of the culture that was in that area of Utah at the time. And um, I don't live there now, so I can't speak to that. And <laughs> but, a good thing. but just as I've as I've taken on the belief that really nothing may mean what I thought it meant. Um, it's been a 
it's allowed me to feel like I'm stepping into faith more. And like, I have genuine hope that this will work out or that will work out. Whereas before, when I was so certain of how things were and how they would be, I I really didn't have, I can't say that I had that hope or faith because faith is hope, right? Mm -hmm. That things would be, would turn out a certain way or be a certain way. Cause I just was like so certain that, yeah, I did the things and so many good things. And this relationship with God is an if then relationship. And, and so, but having to challenge all of those things had made, has made me really realize it's not an if then and agency and discomfort and all the things that I keep saying that people are probably writing into you saying, make her stop saying discomfort and love. No, too late. <laughs> this is the year of discomfort. I went back and I, I just said it That's again. That's what it is. The year of discomfort. I like it. So as you, as you're talking through that, I, I, that resonates with me that, um, How do I want to say it? That in okay, let me let me ask a different question. Maybe get us off track. <laughs> Alex, Allison is looking at me suspiciously. Um, what's the difference between knowledge, belief, and faith? Because I think sometimes we use those interchangeably. That I know that the Earth is flat. And insert your favorite, whatever the, whatever the thing is. I know, I know it. I, I have evidence. I can prove it. So there's, that's not knowledge <laughs> because it's not true. Um, it may, it's absolutely a belief. Um, how do we distinguish between something that feels so true? How do we separate that out from knowledge when it's, not knowledge. You've got to be able to acknowledge that it's not knowledge. So and is that I, where I we, is that where we, how we distinguish it? That, um, there's, and I don't know if that's the right thing either, but, um, I think, I think it is important to acknowledge that, and maybe we have the wrong vocabulary when we say things like I know. Um, I think so. Because I, I listened, I got had the opportunity a couple of years ago to speak at girls camp and they asked me to talk about what is a testimony. And so I didn't listen to them and I talked about what a testimony is not instead of what a testimony <laughs> is. Um, and, and maybe it was because I was going through my own deconstruct and really re- reassessing what actually did I believe in, right? Because I had been taught, whether intentionally or unintentionally, that if the, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is an if-then relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you do the things, you will get the things. I, I had been, I had, hold on. I hope it's an important call. It is. <laughs> uh, well, let me... We good? Nice. <laughs> and so as Annette is continuing her thought. Um, okay, I'm back. But I lost my train of thought. Okay, no, sorry. The if then. Um, 
anyway, if then, so that's kind of what I had been taught. And whether it was intentional or unintentional on anybody's part, I can't speak to that. That's just what I had ingested. And, um, well, because and I so, think a lot of the a lot of the scripture stories are are written in an if then type of yeah. style that you've got. Yeah, like Esther, right? Like I fasted and then I didn't get killed and I got the thing that I wanted, right? right. I prayed and then I got the thing that I wanted, and so I I talked to them about uh, you can have a testimony and still have questions. A testimony is not never ever doubting. Right. You can have a testimony and still doubt. And, and then I said, I encourage, I had heard this somewhere, but, and so I took somebody else's words, they're not mine, um, but encouraging to use better words than when, especially if they're sharing their testimony, because if you don't know if this is true or the church is true or this happened or this is person's a problem, like, it's okay to not say that. It's okay to yeah. say, I hope the church is true. I believe that you know, I really want this to be true. Right. Like, let's start normalizing some of those words, because many of us don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I can say I have not seen God in this life mm -hmm. that I re remember. And so I can't say with certainty that I know that he's real, but I sure hope he is. I believe right. he is. Right. I felt something that tells me that he is. And so until I feel something that that contradicts that enough, right? Like to balance out all the times that I, like then I'm, I choose to believe that I have heavenly parents that love me very, very much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna live my life in a way that meshes with those beliefs. So I think it, going back to like, I think acknowledging what we actually know instead of just saying the words, you know, like we say the words and then we hit a point in our life where something happens and we have to reevaluate. Right. And if you've never hit a point where you've had to reevaluate, then you are so it's lucky. coming. It's coming. <laughs> well, I think that one thing that I was thinking about while you were talking and that is, when we have the, I don't know, mindset that, um, like the if then mindset and the knowledge, like I have to know in order to have faith, it just feels like it's very controlling. Like you have to be in control of the situation. Um, and we don't have much control over anything in this life. Um, Cause if I did it, it, my life would look much different, but um, I think sometimes we want to feel like we have that control because it's more comfortable than to realize we don't have any control over most things. Um, so I don't know, I guess we kind of have to let go of that, uh, idea of control. And I have a hard time. A lot of times hearing people get up on fast Sunday saying, I know fill in the blank because a lot of times I'm like, how, right. how do you know that? Because like, you're science. Do I? 
<laughs> yeah, I just like, I would love to know that too. But is it possible to like know that? Or is it just something you believe? Because if you believe that, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to, I hope that too. But like, how do you know? So sometimes it's really frustrating to hear people say that because I'm just like, how, why is it that you can know that and I can't? Like, where is that knowledge coming from, I guess? When I just want to believe that I, I hope that it's true, but I don't know. And that's something that I really struggled with last year, like after my grandma died. My whole life, I thought I believed in, you know, life after death and stuff. And then my grandma died and I was like, do I actually believe this? I don't know. Is she still there? Is she just gone? Like, that. It, sometimes it takes something huge to kind of make you question or think about it or take it off the shelf and dust it off and yeah. re-examine it. And it's not fun. It was awful. I hated it. But, I mean, it was... I think it was good in the end and I had some good conversations with people about it, but it was really, really hard and not fun. And I don't like re-examining things. I like to let them get dusty and just ignore <laughs> there. It's uncomfortable. Yes. It is. <laughs> I'd rather just sit here and be comfortable and right <laughs> without all that. So well, I don't know if this provides evidence of anything, but you did use the word irregardless in the funeral. And um, there was no lightning or thunder, no destruction. So I don't maybe know if that... She, maybe she's seen the light. <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm maybe. tempted to reveal the, uh, the special gift that you left for Grandma. So for those who know the story, I don't know that I'll reveal it. I'll just tell a little bit about the story and then, and then maybe we'll wrap up. But I'm just um, a little bummed. We didn't get a picture evidence. <laughs> but it's there, there are those who would be horrified if they saw picture evidence. And so it's probably good that that does not exist. It's <laughs> <Just> for me. <laughs> so when Allison, so this is 10-ish years ago, you were getting ready to go to school. And um like 12. Okay, so whatever, 10-ish. <laughs> that's, that includes 12. So Allison <laughs> was I was working on writing a book and and Allison was working on getting ready to go to college. And at the same time, grandma was getting on Allison's last nerve. And I've always had a good relationship with my in-laws, which is good because I can get away with a lot of things <laughs> with them. So Allison came home one day and she said, Dad, I can't deal with it. I, we got to do something with Grandma Jan. And I said, absolutely not. We aren't going to do anything. You do whatever. And I got your back. But I got to stay out of this one. And so Allison maybe um, inspired because I was writing a book. She said, let's write a book. Let's call it Irregardless. Because Jan hated, hated. I don't know if I can express that um, strongly enough. She hated the word. Despised. 
So we wrote a she book. She was adamant that it was not a word. So we wrote this book. We collaborated. It was great fun. Allison was inspired. Stroke of Genius for the cover. It was the Microsoft Word style red squiggly underline underneath the word irregardless. <laughs> Suggesting it's not a correct word. And uh, so chapter one, irregardless, irregardless of what you think, irregardless is a word. And um, I just explained that you probably want me to look it up in the dictionary, and I did. But it's not the word you thought I looked up. I looked up the word word in the dictionary, which a word is a series of symbols that conveys meaning. And if I put the, the symbols together that spell out the word irregardless, it conveys the meaning. You know what I mean. You know I mean regardless. Therefore, irregardless is a word. And uh, we did a total of eight chapters, very uh, obnoxious book. Um, I get feedback. There's a there's some very not kind Amazon reviews because it's not a very helpful grammar book. Well, guess what? Read the intro. It's not supposed to be helpful. It's supposed to irritate my mother-in-law. <laughs> and mission accomplished. So <laughs> she we'll ended just, up loving it. She loved it. She was the biggest customer. She bought more than any other person on, on the planet. I think she gave one to everybody that. So she loved it, and uh, she—I think she loved that she was um, mentioned in the dedication. But I promised her that at her funeral I would use the word "regard" irregardless. I was not invited to speak, but Allison came through. <laughs> uh, Mark was watching the the funeral online, and. Um, as soon as Allison said, irregardless, he texted me, irregardless, that's so awesome. <laughs> and it got a great reaction from the, the people there. And so let's just say that Allison, that's a, that's a special connection between Allison and Grandma that will be there forever. We'll <laughs> <laughs> give her something to do while she's waiting. Yes. <laughs> Read it, reread it, maybe. <laughs> Tear it up. <laughs> this will be interesting at the resurrection to see. Hmm. Hmm. She's going to come huffing up to you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be there. I just want to see it. So that's quite the departure from faith and certainty, but. Um, not not if you go back to and rewind to why we started talking about that. It has everything to do with faith and certainty. Perfect. It's I true. like how you can tie it all together. I, I won't remember tomorrow that I did it. <laughs> so, so you can listen tomorrow and, and say, oh, that was a really good point that I made. That was brilliant of me. Good job, Annette. <laughs> That's the best. So I think we've deconstructed the idea enough that I can kind of be comfortable with um, both that faith is certainty and it's the opposite of certainty. It's complicated. It's complicated. That's the relationship status on the socials. Faith and certainty. It's complicated. Complicated. I'm going to make a meme. <laughs> I think we should. If you do, I'll, uh, I'll post it with a link to this episode and then everybody can get the answer. They'll know. They'll know the right answer. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Allison? Aside from it's complicated? Oh, I don't think so. All right. Irregardless. <laughs> Just listen to Annette. She's right about 
everything. No, because I always am considering that I'm wrong. If somebody has something that would make me go rethink that, I would absolutely love to hear. But don't email me. Yeah. Email Ken. <laughs> yes. And, and, and with that, um, and maybe this is another conversation for another time, but, but when do we get to um, put up the belief that, okay, this one, this one is true? Or should we always be examining things? I think we should always be re-examining things. I think instead of having books on a bookshelf, we should have a whiteboard that we can just Ooh. adjust. I love that. There's an idea. I love that. Some things I'm going to have in like the ink that you have to use, a not dry erase, it's a wet erase yeah. marker, but I also have a dry erase marker. So it takes a little more effort to get rid of it, but it's a little still bit more good. effort, but I'd be willing to consider. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I like that too. Interesting. Good one. I'm going to get a shelf and put a dry erase marker or dry erase board on it. But I, there you go. I really like the idea that we need to distinguish, at least for ourselves, the, t difference, the difference between things that we know and that is not the same thing as things that we believe. Um, I looked up on the, on the onlines, the difference between faith and knowledge and belief. And, um, it gave the example of a chair. We know that a chair exists because we can see it, we can touch it. Um, so that I would say that's, that's knowledge, something that you can see and touch and you can, um, maybe we can agree on, um, a lot of stuff fits in that belief category and belief and faith. Maybe those are tied together. Something to think about. Yeah, I like I like talking to you guys because it always leaves me with lots of things to think about. Well, we'll keep talking. Next week, I think we're going to have a, a um, we'll continue our conversations, of course. But um, there's a a person I know who has a really interesting take on scripture study. So I think we're going to um, get that recorded. I'll probably have that up next week. This is she she digs into one word at a time. So there's the teaser. If it happens, I think we're tentatively set to, to record this weekend. And if it works, great. We'll have that next weekend, uh, next Friday. If it doesn't work, then um, we'll make something else up. We'll talk about goals again. Respect and responsibility. Belief windows. <laughs> belief windows. Because actually belief I was windows. thinking about yes. all of this ties into belief windows. It really does. So maybe we'll no, talk no, belief no. windows. That's a good one. I haven't, uh, we haven't talked about that for a while, but thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating to review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>